Welcome to Wrestling Stable, where you don't join, you're chosen. Check out the Wrestling Stable podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast provider. For news, previews, and reviews, visit us at WrestlingStable.com. In this episode, I'm going to go over the results and give my reactions to everything that happened on the March 31st 2020 episode of Impact Wrestling on Axis. Let us know your thoughts of this show on Twitter at Wrestling Stable. This was a great show that just flew by. To start the night, we knew we were going to have the following matches. Now we know we're going to have more matches added in, but this is what was advertised The Walking Weapon. Josh Alexander, one half of the Impact World Tag Team Champions, versus Eddie Edwards. Also advertised is that we were going to hear from Sammy Callahan, Moose, and Rich Swan. But we start off with the singles match between Eddie Edwards and the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, obviously coming to the ring with his co-tag team championship partner, the other half of the North, Ethan Page. So these are two of the most athletic and hard-hitting competitors on the Impact Wrestling roster, and they are set to collide in singles action. Eddie Edwards may have his sights firmly on Tessa Blanchard's world championship, but that does not mean that Mr. Diehard doesn't want a piece of the tag team championships. For the night, Madison Rain replaces Don Callis and joins Josh Matthews on commentary. In this match, one half of the current and longest reigning tag team champions, the North, Josh Alexander, takes on former Impact Wrestling world champion Eddie Edwards. When the Rebellion pay-per-view does happen... We know that Eddie will join Michael Elgin and champion Tessa Blanchard in a triple threat match for the Impact World Championship. Earlier this year, we had an amazing best of five series of matches between Eddie Edwards and Big Mike, Michael Elgin. The series was tied up at two and two going into match five. Now, it was actually pretty interesting because I was always like, these two have amazing chemistry. I could watch these two wrestle each and every week. And then Impact rewarded us with a best of five series. So was very happy about that. Now, the end of this match, match five, saw Eddie Edwards pinning Elgin at the same time that he tapped out in a cross phase. So we really didn't know who was the winner, what happened. Uh, you know, did we get a tap out first? Did we get a pin first? We weren't really sure. But before we could even answer that question, and we know that the match ended in a draw, but before we could end that, answer that question, we had Tessa come out and say that she would take on both men in a triple threat match. On commentary, Madison talks about being a two-time knockouts tag team champion. Now, we know that she held uh, the tag team titles with Lacey Von Eric and Velvet Sky, kind of their incar incarnation of the beautiful people. And 
you know, the three of them, but they defended them under the free bird rules, as well as she held it one time with Gail Kim, who we know was the first female inductee into the TNA slash Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. So she definitely knows about tag team wrestling as well. So she mentioned that Eddie Edwards is a former tag team champion as well and talked about the differences in strategy between working in a tag team and working in a singles match. Obviously, Josh Alexander, uh, you know, the official ego, uh, Ethan Page are normally tag team. Uh, but yes, every now and then they'll have to face off in singles action. So in this match, Eddie Edwards ripped off his own shirt. This man's crazy. We know he's wild and tells Alexander to bring it on. But he starts laying in the chops to Josh, kind of, you know, ripping off his shirt, got him all fired up. So Edwards hits the tiger bomb in the center of the ring, but Josh Alexander kicks out. Ethan Page grabs the foot of Edwards, but Edwards shakes him off and runs towards Alexander, who is able to roll up Edwards for the one, two, three. So we had some dis uh, outside distractions, had some interference, but the winner of this match, officially, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. So after the bell, the North double team beat down Eddie Edwards. So even though they will face each other down the road, Tessa Blanchard comes out to make the save, world champion Tessa Blanchard. So we see a stare down and show of respect between Eddie Edwards and Tessa Blanchard. We hear that Ken Shamrock is not here tonight due to the retinal damage suffered at the hands of Sammy Callahan. When Sammy revealed that he was behind these ICU vignettes, right? So uh, all the hacking, um, all the glitches in the system, all the hands of the draw, Sammy Callahan. Um, and, you know, constantly hacking into Impact Wrestling's Twitter accounts and uh, wrestlers, Impact Wrestlers' Twitter accounts as well. Um, and then when he returns, he threw a fireball into the face of the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. This was after we, we heard the great news that Shamrock was going to be into, uh, inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, Sammy Callahan had to show up, un unveil himself as the man behind ICU, and ruin this great news, this time for celebration. Next in the back, we see the North talking about how they have been champions since June and have been defending their titles all around the world. And we know they're the longest reigning Impact World Tag Team Champions in history. So Ethan Page then challenges Tessa to a match on this very night, a world champion versus world champion match, if you will. Now, in recent weeks, we have seen Tessa defend the world championship against former champions or champions at that time. So we saw her defend against former knockouts champion, Taya Valkyrie, who had that amazing, historical, long knockouts championship reign before losing it to Jordan Grace. And this was the first time that two women had ever competed for the Impact World Championship. Obviously, Tessa being the first ever women's uh, Impact World Champion, so, you know, that makes sense. And Tessa has also defended against, at that time, reigning X Division Champion Ace Austin. So we all were wondering what is going to happen if Ace wins. Is he the number one contender? Um, kind of what happens next? But she was able to, uh, you know, defend her world championship, and we didn't have to worry about that. 
So next, we have a singles match between Kylie Ray and Cassandra Golden. So Kylie Ray is making her singles debut in Impact Wrestling. Now, you'll remember that she made her pro debut for Reality of Wrestling, you know, in Texas in 2016. But most widely known for being a part of All Elite Wrestling in 2019. So this whole situation was really weird, right? So she debuted in the promotion's first event, Double or Nothing, in a match with, I hear she's a dentist, Britt Baker, Awesome Kong, and Nyla Rose, where she lost. Now, I think people had really high hopes of Kylie Ray being a big star in all elite wrestling. And with kind of the struggles that we are seeing in the women's division of all elite wrestling, I think they could really use a great talent like that. So that was a huge loss to them. So we know that she was advertised to compete against Leva Bates at the Fighter Fest. However, she was kind of replaced last minute by Allie. We weren't really sure what was going on. Um, but after that, in kind of the uh, post-show scrum, uh, AEW owner Tony Khan announced that Kylie Ray had requested her release and that AEW had granted it. So no hard feelings. I think it was very amicable. We, um, I don't know the, the official story behind it and everything that happened, but it uh, seemed like no hard feelings on both sides. So uh, seeing her make her debut on Impact Wrestling is a big deal. Uh, it was a loss to AEW. And it's a huge opportunity for Impact Wrestling to have a women's uh, star like, like Kylie Ray on the roster. So in this match, Ray hits the Kylie special, that low super kick, but Cassandra kicks out. Kylie locks in a cross-face submission on Cassandra for the submission victory. So Cassandra didn't get in too much offense here. Kylie looking really strong, really impressive in her singles debut. Uh, and the winner of this match, Kylie Ray. So in the back, we see Jimmy Jacobs. You know, he's doing a lot of backstage interviewing, catching people, trying to get the scoop. Uh, so here he's interviewing Kylie Ray, kind of in the staircase area. So she says, uh, she makes this big, big announcement that she signed a long-term contract with Impact Wrestling. Uh, so that's a big deal. She's awesome. She's bubbly. Uh, you know, you just get super excited. Uh, you have super warm feelings every time she's on the screen. Uh, so this is a big get for Impact Wrestling. Next, we have Moose, who comes out to speak his mind on TNA. Uh, so Moose is talking about being the greatest ever. Uh, for weeks, he's been talking about, you know, downplaying TNA. And now he would be a big deal in TNA. He would take over and... Um, you know, he would be the best of that generation. Uh, just a special side note, uh, Moose's entrance is amazing. Um, everything, lights go out, everything's in complete uh, darkness. We see Moose, he has a spotlight on him just ever so slightly on kind of the top of his robe in his head. Um, he just has like this awesome glow and aura for his entrance. It's really incredible. So on the latest episode of Impact, Moose continued his assault on TNA veterans where he went one-on-one -on -one with the natural Chase Stevens and he got the win. Uh, you know, Chase didn't put up too much of a fight, uh, you know, unfortunately. And then he added insult to injury. Moose added insult to injury after the match. Uh, but that post-match beatdown was interrupted 
by the returning Suicide. Now, Suicide has been played by a couple of different wrestlers. From what I remember, uh, Christopher Daniels was Suicide at one point. Um, TJ Perkins was Suicide at one point. So I'm not 100% sure who is behind the mask right now. Um, for the TNA special being advertised, they're saying that Suicide is going to team with Manic. And just kind of from the graphic, you can see that Manic in this case um, is played by TJP. So it's obviously somebody different than that for uh, this incarnation of Suicide, right? So we had Suicide, obviously not um, a name or, or, or a verb that we, they really wanted at the time. So they switched the Suicide name, you know, same look and feel uh, to Manic. Uh, but it looks like for the TNA special that's coming up, um, the one night only special, uh, man, it kind of ha even has a different look and feel, not like a copycat of suicide. So stay tuned and, and see what's going on with that. But yes, Moose in his, in, in his, uh, war against TNA, uh, beat down Chase Stevens last week and suicide came to, to make the big save. So this week kid cash comes out. Um, and he says that Moose would never have measured up in the original, TNA, another TNA original coming out to confront Moose, try to shut him up. Uh, so the bell rings, and we have this singles match between Moose and Kid Cash. Unfortunately for Kid Cash, this is another short match. Moose hits that no jackhammers needed spear for the one, two, three. So the winner of this match is Moose. Pretty quick uh, win for him, just like against Chase Stevens. And it's really a great way to continue our Moose versus TNA rivalry, right? Really playing into the one night only event. Moose obviously is a big deal. He's a stud um, and really a great person to stand up, especially as a heel against uh, the nostalgia, if you will, of, of total nonstop action in, in the history of TNA wrestling. In the back, we see the team of Falaba and TJP. Uh, confront Larry D and AC Romero, the, the newly minted team uh, named Triple XL. Uh, if you see these guys, these guys are huge. Uh, totally makes sense. Great team name for them. And TJP lets us know, lets them know that if Triple XL, AC Romero, Lacey D, if they're going to enter in this tag team division, they're going to have to get behind them in line. Uh, that Fallaball and TJP are still. Uh, you know, at the very front, the front runners of this Impact Wrestling Tag Team Division, and no one's getting ahead of them in line. So, you know, Larry D and AC Romero are cutting a promo on their size. Obviously, they're big, um, a lot of big, beefy men there. Uh, but instead of size, Fala uh, mistakenly heard the word sides and for some reason brought out a container of sides to eat. I think they were like chicken wings or something like that. So that was a pretty funny segment. Next, we have Jimmy Jacobs. And he is interviewing Rich Swan via satellite. So Rich Swan is at his house. Uh, and he's being interviewed by Mr. Jimmy Jacobs. So Rich Swan has been out of action for several months now with an ankle injury that he sustained at Bash at the Brewery 2. Now, this injury unfortunately came just one night before he and Willie Mack were scheduled to challenge the North for the Tag Team Championships at Hard to Kill. 
Now you gotta imagine these guys were a favorite to win. Um, if they were a hundred percent, really, really bad timing for Rich Swan, and uh, subsequently, you know, Willie Mack uh, in their pursuit of the tag team championships. So you know, Willie would go on to courageously battle the North in a, a two-on-one handicap match, but you know, ultimately fell victim to the numbers game. He wasn't able to get the job done, get the win, and single-handedly win the tag team titles, which is fair. We talked about this, the North, the longest reigning Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Uh, you know, they beat all the names uh, all around the world. So, you know, nothing against Willie Mack, but it, it's a two-on-one match. There wasn't much that he could do. But uh, in this interview, Rich says that recovery is hard. Uh, you know, out of nowhere, though, Ace Austin shows up next to Jimmy Jacobs and whatever set they're filming in to talk directly to Rich Swan. Obviously, Ace Austin is our current reigning defending X Division champion. So Ace says that Willie was holding Rich Swan back. If the tables were turned, Rich would not leave Willie's side because that's the kind of man that he is. But that Willie seems eager to move on and come after Ace Austin's X Division championship. Now, we know Ace Austin is really, really good at playing mind games, right? So, you know, he's done that uh, with Eddie Edwards and his wife. Uh, you know, he's gone after Trey of the Rascal's mom, said he has a hots for her. In the latest feud with Tessa Blanchard, you know, he says that he loves uh, a girl with daddy issues. So he is the master of mind games and manipulation. Um, and obviously here trying to destroy the bond between Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Uh, but, you know, Rich is not having, it's like, dude, I broke my leg. Of course he's got to move on. He's got to do other things. And, and he's happy for him. So, um, you know, and actually Ace was trying to get Willie Mack to team with him, right? So we know after Rich Swan's, you know, horrible, unfortunate injury, uh, we had Johnny Swinger trying to form the Mac and Pack connection with him based on, you know, Willie Mac's last name and uh, Johnny Swin Swinger's, you know, obsession with all that is 80s, including the Fanny Pack. And uh, after that, then, you know, Ace Austin was also trying to get into the game uh, and become tag team champions with Willie Mac as well, but Willie wasn't having it. To Johnny Swinger and to Ace Austin, you know, Willie reminded them that he only has one tag team partner. You know, he's out of action, but it's Rich Swan. So when he gets back, that's going to be the only man that he's going to uh, team with to challenge for the tag team championships. So on that same night that Ace Austin was trying to become tag team champions with Willie Mack, trying to convince him, um, Willie announced that there is going to be a number one contender scramble for the X division championship held by ace Austin. And, uh, Willie actually went on to, to win that and become the number one contender for ace Austin's gold. So ace is dialed in. He is focused on making sure that a huge, huge threat like Willie Mack, um, does not beat him. Maybe doesn't even get the chance to challenge him for Ace's X Division gold. 
So then in the background, we see Swan on Swan's side. We hear, we hear a, a knock on the door. And Ace Austin is saying that he sent some friends over to Rich Swan's house. He sent over kind of his cronies, his lackeys from the past couple of weeks, uh, Reno scum over to Rich Swan's house. Now, Rich is like, uh, I don't believe it. There's nobody there. But we see Rich go off of camera to answer the door. And in the background, once he opens that door, we hear Rich Swan getting attacked, obviously, by, by Reno scum. So Ace Austin is doing everything he possibly can to tear apart Willie Mack, Rich Swan, uh, to make sure Rich Swan does not come back for revenge and to make sure that Willie Mack uh, can't even challenge him for his X Division championship. So next we see that Sammy Callahan comes out. He says, you know, a little play on words on ICU. He says, I see you, Atlanta. And he says, I see everything. Kind of a playoff of words uh, for OVE, Ohio versus everything. So, you know, he says that in his time off, his time away, he was able to get his head straight. And... You know, while Ken Shamrock is trying to break people's ankles, Sammy Callahan is trying to hit them with baseball bats and set people on fire. So due to uh, Sammy throwing that fireball into the face of Ken Shamrock, when rebellion does happen, it will be Ken Shamrock one-on-one versus Sammy Callahan. So Sammy says that if you want to talk, the world's most dangerous man. You're looking at him. So we're going to see the draw Sammy Callahan, Mr. ICU, one-on-one with the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Uh, But in the meantime, tonight, Tommy Dreamer comes out to confront Sammy Callahan. Um, You know, Sammy tells everyone to take their phones out, take a picture of him and Dreamer, and add the tag Extreme Legend on social media so that Dreamer can make himself seem relevant again. Like, Sammy's just not having it. Tommy's all about, you know, saying, you know, you got to do what's right. You got to stand up for people. Um, Sammy's not having any of it. So this leads to an old school rules match between Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer. So this is basically... You know, ECW match, hardcore match, street fight, whatever you want to call it. This is the kind of match that an old school uh, rules match is. So in this match, I mean, Sammy Callahan takes out a plunger and puts that in Dreamer's face. Uh, We see steel chairs, cookie sheets, trash cans, and even an industrial uh, stapler gun. So all kinds of fun weapons from under the ring uh, get pulled out here. So when Sammy was hacking the account at I, as ICU, one of the accounts hacked was Madison Rain, who once again is on commentary for the whole night. She says that she felt violated and even filed a police report. But back in the ring, Sammy hits the cactus special pile driver on Dreamer for the one, two, three. So the winner of this old school rules match, Sammy Callahan. After the bell rings, Sammy throws chairs and trash cans on top of Dreamer. 
Sammy goes to the top rope to try to inflict further injury on Dreamer. But then we hear Rhino's music, and he comes out to make the save. Then, OV he, Ohio versus everything, Madman Fulton, Dave Chris, Jake Chris come out for an OVE reunion. Now, we have not seen all members of OVE in the same ring. If we, you know, we've seen the ICU skits, but Sammy was not appearing. We've seen uh, Madman Fulton and the Chris in the background um, kind of talking to each other, kind of trying to figure out what's going on with Sammy. Uh, but this is the first time in a long time that we've seen all members of OVE together. But something is still off based on the way Sammy reacts. So, you know, keep in mind in his promo since returning. So tonight and then, you know, when he first talked about Ken Shamrock after he threw the fireball in his face, Sammy has not mentioned OVE. He's not said, you know, I'm back, Ohio versus everything. He hasn't mentioned any of that. It's just all been about ICU. Hasn't mentioned Madman Fulton or the Chris. But after the beatdown, you know, they all do work together to beat down Rhino and Dreamer. So they're all side by side of the ring and they go to, you know, their classic phrase, right? Thumbs up, thumbs down. So they say thumbs up and then on the thumbs down, the lights go out. And I think we see the ICU uh, flash on the screen again. Lights go out. Once the lights come back on, Sammy has vanished from the ring. And, you know, it's just the OVE members of Madman Fulton, uh, Dave, Chris, Jake, Chris. They're wondering what's going on. So this is going to be a continuing story to, you know, is Sammy back with OVE? Is he still their leader? Um, is he still a part of the team? Or has he broken away? Does ICU mean he's all by himself? You know, he's an island. What's going to go on? So our next segment, we see Rosemary in the back uh, in the bar, and she cuts a promo uh, talking about Rosemary things. Uh, so outside of the dead realm, I mean, this seems to be where she is living these days. We've seen some segments, you know, with her in the bar. Uh, last week, she was with Raven. Raven's talking about, you know, the two-year never-ending, seemingly never-ending feud with Tommy Dreamer. Uh, we've seen her in the back talking to Taya Valkyrie. And making a bond, making a friendship that led to uh, the real Housewives of Slamtown, I believe they called it. Um, so, yeah, it's just another, another segment, another great promo by Rosemary here. Uh, then we have Gabby Loren. I guess this is a new segment where she's going to be, like, ringside. Obviously, it's, there's no one else around besides the ring crew. So, I guess this is filmed earlier in the day. Uh, but on this interview, she interviewed uh, Dez, you know, one third of the rascals. You know, they talk about diet, nutrition, just like basic things kind of about Dez. So next we see a singles match between Joseph Ryan and Cody Diener with Cousin Jake. So Joey Ryan has recently, recently become Joseph P. Ryan. Uh, and he started a faction called Cancel Culture with Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes. So this kind of all started when Katie Forbes was talking about uh, all the disrespect that she was getting online. Obviously, RVD, her man, was there to defend her. But uh, then out of the blue, uh, a man who they were feuding with a couple of times, a little bit, 
uh, Joey Ryan came and just had their back, said, hey, I get it, um, all this hate online, and kind of, you know, form this faction. And then the next week, you know, we see all three members coming out. I think RVD basically in the same wrestling uh, attire, traditional RVD wrestling attire, uh, Ryback attire. <laughs> and Katie Forbes came out and she was completely covered up in a coat, I think a fur coat. And then Joey Ryan coming out, uh, not in his traditional wrestling outfit, uh, hairy chest exposed, baby oil, lollipop, none of that. Just kind of like this corporate, um, you know, very formal, official look. Uh, even tonight, wrestled in uh, a a blue button down long sleeve dress shirt, which has got to be hard to wrestle in in khaki shorts and knee pads. Uh, very different look uh, from what we're used to. And, uh, you know, he says he's not using his powers anymore. You know, he's not using his certain plex, if you will. Uh, so new attitude, no new look for Joey Ryan, um, as well as RVD and Katie Forbes, but tonight he 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 uh, went out there alone, just himself. So Joseph Ryan takes on Cody uh, Diener from the Deaners, and uh, he takes off Cody's hat and hits him with it. Uh, he goes, uh, Cody goes for the Diener DDT, but Ryan escapes. Um, you know, kind of, and then winds up in the corner. And uh, cousin Jake pours beer in his face. Now Ryan, you know Ryan did not ask for that beer. Uh, he did not ask to party and, and hang out that way. Uh, so that really throws him off his game. And uh, Cody is able to hit the Diener DDT for the one, two, three. So the winner of this match, uh, Cody Diener. So we'll see what happens if you know in the future weeks if the rest of uh, cancel culture is out there. And if the number numbers game helps him out, uh, Joseph Ryan out in the future. So in the back, we see Tessa and Eddie. So Eddie thanks Tessa for having his back earlier in the night. And, uh, you know, he says he has no problem returning the favor, but, uh, you know, Tessa's a fighting champion. She's, uh, she's tough. And she says she's going to go it alone. And then we see Michael Elgin in the back cutting a promo. Uh, he asks how many times he has to beat Eddie Edwards. You know, Michael says that he is bigger and better than ever. And he says that rebellion marks one year uh, since he came to impact and said that he would be the world champion. And Michael says that for as long as Tessa has been undeniable, that he has been unbreakable and he will walk out rebellion walk out of rebellion as world champion. So next we have our main event of the evening and this special champion versus champion challenge where the uh, impact world champion Tessa Blanchard goes one-on-one with one half of the North, one half of the impact world tag team champions, Ethan Page, who obviously has uh, his partner, Josh Alexander by his side. So the great thing about a Tessa match is, you know, her opponents do not take it easy on her. She takes quite a beating, but also delivers a, uh, you know, a tilt-a-whirl neckbreaker in this match and, you know, does her traditional dives to the outside. Uh, you know, so Tessa goes for Magnum, but that's blocked. Josh Alexander grabs Tessa's foot when she goes up to the top. So she's going up to the top, trying to hit that top rope Magnum. 
Josh Alexander blocks her and, and, and holds on to her leg. Then Eddie comes out. Even though Tessa says, you know, I got this. I can handle on my on my own. He does come out to, to help her out. And uh, he hits a Boston knee party on Alexander. Kind of even the odds there. This gives enough time for Tessa to hit Magnum for the one, two, three. So the winner of this match is Tessa Blanchard. After the bell rings, Michael Elgin comes out and Eddie and Tessa kind of fight him off and hold the ring as we go off the air. So just a couple of quick notes. So we know that next week, officially announced, we're going to see the new upstart, Chris Bay versus El Jefe Daga. And we're going to see the OVE combination of Dave and Jake Chris with, uh, versus Tommy Dreamer and Rhino. And we're also going to see Ken Shamrock address you know, his thoughts on it should just be being inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. But really, he's going to have to talk about having a fireball thrown into his face by Sammy Callahan. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You could check out the Wrestling Stable podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast provider. For news, previews, and reviews, visit us at WrestlingStable.com, where you don't join, you're chosen.